0: Babbel.com. Language for life. Why Babel? When you want to learn a new language, you want to be able to actually use it with real people in the real world. Every part of Babel is designed with that goal in mind. Designed by pros. Lessons with realistic scenarios designed by over a 100 linguists. Use what you learn. Interactive dialogues that you get, get you speaking confidently. Learn an... On any device, compatibility with most devices with lessons that are only 10 to 15 minutes in length. Remember everything. Reviews that bring back everything you've learned. Number one selling language learning app. Download the app today and start learning language for your everyday life from the App Store or Google Play. Choose how you learn. To start with, Babbel Choose the plan that works best for you. Babbel app subscription, get unlimited access to hundreds of award-winning lessons designed for all learners based on levels and time commitment. Babbel live subscription, you'll have access to live virtual classes taught by top language teachers available at a variety of days, times, and levels, plus access to all Babel online lessons. People love Babel. Thousands of five star reviews. Publications love Babel. The Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, CNN, Forbes, The New York Times, Washington Post, USA Today, CNET. Choose from the following languages Spanish, French, German, Italian, Russian, Portuguese, Turkish, Dutch, Swedish, Polish. Norwegian, Indonesia, Danish. Over 10 million subscriptions sold. (sighs) Plushcare.com Healthcare that makes you smile. Virtual primary care and mental health treatments when you need it. Get personalized high quality healthcare by talking to top US medical doctors. All from the ease of your smartphone. Care for you and the ones you love most. High quality. Plushcare's highly skilled online doctors are trained at the top 50 U.S. medical schools with an average of 15 years of experience. Plushcare's online doctors give you and your entire family the peace of mind you sh- should expect from your health care provider. Convenient. Just book an appointment, chat via video on your smartphone, and pick up your prescription from your pharmacy. Top care, Plush Care's advanced technology is integrated with both major insurers, labs, and pharmacies affordable. Talking to an online doctor has never been easier and more affordable. For just your copay or $99 per visit, you can get quality care for one of Plush Care's highly skilled online doctors. Plush Care is in network with most major insurers in the US and provide care in all 50 states. Or four hundred fifty thousand patients cared for. Here is part two of U.S. President number twenty-three, Benjamin Harrison, political football. Harrison quickly saw the enactment of the De- Dependent and Disability Pension Act uh, in eighteen ninety, a cause he had championed while in Congress. In addition to providing pensions to disabled war veterans, regardless of the cause of their disability, the act depleted some of the troublesome federal budget surplus pension expenditures reached $135 million under Harrison, equivalent to $3.8 billion in 2019. The largest expenditure of its kind to, the, to that point in American history, a problem exacerbated by Pension Bureau Commissioner James R. Tanner's expensive interpretation of the pension loss, and Investigation to the Pension Bureau by Harrison Secretary of Interior John Willock Noble found evidence of lavish and illegal handles under Tanner. Harrison, who probably believed that appointing Tanner had been a mistake due to his apparent loose management style and tongue, asked Tanner to resign and replaced him with Green B. Rom. Rom was also accused of accepting loan payments in return for expediting pension cases. Harrison, having accepted a dissenting congressional Republican investigation report that exonerated Rahm, off of the Office of his administration. One of the first appointments Harrison was forced to reverse was that of James S. Clarkson as an assistant postmaster. Clarkson, who had expected the full cabinet position, began sabotaging the appointment from the outset, gaining the reputation for decapitating a fourth-class postmaster every three minutes. Clarkson himself stated, I am simply one one detail from the Republican committee. I am most anxious of to get through this task and leave. He resigned in September 1890. Tariff The tariff levels have been a major political issue since before the Civil War, and they became the most dominant matter of the 1888 election. The high tariff rates had created a surplus of money in the Treasury, which led many Democrats as well as the growing populist movement to call for lowering them. Most Republicans re- referred, preferred to maintain the rates Spend the surplus on the internal permits and eliminate some internal t- taxes. <coughs> Representative William Kenley, McKinley and Senator Nelson W. Aldrich framed the McKinley Tariff, which would raise the tariff even higher, including making some st- rates intentionally prohibitive. As Secretary of State James Blaine's, Blaine's urging, Harrison tends to make the tariff more acceptable by urging Congress to add reciprocity provisions, which would allow the President. To reduce rates when other countries reduced their rates on American exports, the tariff was, the tariff was removed from import of raw sugar, and sugar growers in, in the United States were given a two-cent per pound subsidy on their production. Even with the reductions on reciprocity, the McKinley tariff enacted the highest average rate in American history, and the spending associated with it contributed to the reputation of the billion-dollar Congress, antitrust laws, and the currency. Senator John Sherman worked closely with Harrison, writing bills, regular monopolies, and monetary policy. Members of both parties were concerned with the growth of the power of trust and monopolies, and one of the first acts of the 51st Congress was to pass the Sherman Antitrust Act, sponsored by Senator John Sherman of Ohio. The act perpet- Passed by a wide margin in both houses, and Harrison signed it into law. The Sherman Act was the first federal act of its kind and marked the, a new use of federal government power. While Harrison approved of the law and its intent, his administration was particularly vigorous in enforcing it. However, the government successfully concluded a case during Harrison's time in office against the Tennessee Coal Company and had initiated several other cases against. Cases against trust. One of the most volatile questions of the 1880s was whether the currency should be backed by gold and silver or by gold alone. The issue cut cross party lines with Western Republicans and Southern Democrats joining together in the call for the free coinage of silver. And both parties represented in the Northeast holding firm for the gold standard because silver was worth less than. Because silver is worth less than its legal equivalent in gold, taxpayers paid the government bills on silver while international creditors demanded payment in gold, resulting in the depletion of the nation's gold supply. Owing to a worldwide deflation in the late 19th century, however, its strict gold standard have resulted in a reduction of incomes without a, the equivalent reduction in debts, pushing debtors and the poor to call for silver corners as an inflationary measure. The silver court issue had not, been in much, had not been much discussed in the 1888 ca- campaign, <coughs> and Harrison is said to have favored a bimetallist position. However, his appointment of a civil Rights treasury secretary, William Wyndham, encouraged the free, the free silver supporters. Harrison attempted to steer a middle court... Between the two positions, advocate a free quantity of silver, but at its own value, not at a fixed ratio to gold. This failed to the southern compromise between the, the factions in July 1890. Senator Sherman achieved a passage of Bill the Sherman Silver Purchase Act. In both houses, Harrison thought that the bill would end. The controversy and he signed it into law. The effect of the bill, however, was the increased depletion of the nation's gold supply, a problem that would persist until the second Cleveland administration resolved it. Civil Rights After regaining the majority in both houses of Congress, some of criminals led by Harrison attempted to pass legislation to protect black American civil rights. Harrison's Attorney General William H. H. Miller through the Justice Well ordered the, the press, prosecutions for violation of voting rights in the South. However, white juries often failed to convict or indict violators. This prompted Harrison to urge Congress to pass legislation that would secure all our people a free exercise of right of suffrage and every other civil right under the Constitution and laws. Harrison endorsed a proposed federal election bill written by Representative Henry Cabot Lodge and Senator George Frisbee Hoar in 1890, but the bill was defeated in the Senate. Following the failure to pass the bill, Harris on continued. Harris on continued to speak in favor of African American civil rights in addresses to Congress. Most notably, on December 3, 1889, Harris had gone before Congress and stated the colored people did not intrude themselves upon us. They were brought here in chains and held in communities where they are now chiefly bound by a cruel slave code. When and under what conditions is the black man to have a free ballot? When is he in fact to have those civil rights, those full civil rights which have so long been his in his been his in-law. When is that quality of influence which our reform of government was intended to secure to electors be to be restored? In many parts of a country where the colored population is large, the, the, the people of that race are by various devices deprived of any effective exercise of their political rights of many other civil rights. The wrong does not expend itself upon those whose votes are suppressed. Every constituency in the Union is wronged. He severely questioned the state's civil rights records, argued that if states have the authority over civil rights, then we have a right to ask whether they are at work upon it. Harrison also supported the bill proposed proposed by Senator W.D. by H- Harrison also supported a bill proposed by Senator Henry W. Blair which would have granted federal funding to schools regardless of the students' races. He also endorsed a proposed constitutional amendment to overturn the Supreme Court ruling in the Civil Rights Cases 1883 that declared much of the Civil Rights Act of 1875 unconstitutional. None of these measures gained congressional approval. National Forest. In March 1891, Congress enacted and ha- Harrison signed the Land Revision Act of 1891. This legislation resulted from a bipartisan desire to initiate reclamation rec- of surplus lands that had been up that had been up to that point granted from the public domain for p- potential settlement or use by railroad syndicates. As the laws drafting was finalized, Section 24 was added to the behest. At the behest of Harrison by his Secretary of the Interior, John Dumble, which reads as follows That the President of the United States may from the time the time set apart and in any state or territory having public land bearing forest in any part of the public lands wholly or in part covered with timber or undergrowth, whether of commercial value or not, as public reservations and the president shall by public proclamation declare his as such reservations and the limits thereof. Within a month of the enactment of this law, Harrison authorized the first forest reserve to be located on public domain adjacent to Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. Other areas were so designated by Harrison bringing the first forest reservations total to 22 million acres in his term. Harrison was also the first to give a prehistoric Indian reunion, Casa Grande, and Arizona federal protection. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to Part 3 next week. Uh, for U.S. President number 23, Benjamin Harrison, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a, a good Labor Day, as, and we stay safe during this coronavirus pandemic that extends into 2021, as we hope for a future normalcy, if that can ever happen. Uh, thank you for listening, and as always, have a good week.